0: Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook and a cuppa and join me in the Sociology star room. So we are very, very lucky today. We are podcasting with podcaster Matt Wilkin of The Sociology Show. Um, not only is he a podcaster, but he is also a practising teacher of sociology. So thank you so much, Matt Wilkin, for coming and speaking with us today.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm super, super excited. Obviously, um, many of us will know about the Sociology Show and lots about it. I know personally, I've came across it during lockdown. Can you tell us for those people that might not have come across it, what it's about?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, As you say, it did did start during lockdown. It was a little project um, for myself, obviously, March 2020. uh, We all got locked away in our homes and we were all twiddling our thumbs a little bit. um, And I wanted to do something to stay involved in sociology. And so I started a podcast. Um, I know a lot of people don't necessarily use podcasts, actually, Uh, I was looking at a a statistic which showed the demographic, the most common people that use it are sort of 40 years old. Um, But I thought it was a really good medium for for students to be able to listen to and tap into as well. Uh, So the podcasts were designed as a way of people to listen to either at home or going to the gym, or particularly for students if they're traveling to school or college, if they've got a half hour journey. And the idea really was to speak to people working in the field of sociology, whether that's a, a doctor or a professor, a practicing teacher or a student themselves, and just listen to, listen to the voices for people talking about everything to do with sociology. And so really, the first thing I did was just throw threw out a load of emails, just contacted a load of people, see if anyone uh, took it on board. And I was, I was staggered, actually. I was amazed, you know, some sort of really famous names within the world of sociology wrote back and said, yep, happy to do it. Probably as a result of lockdown, they were sat at home themselves. Um, but you know, one of the first people that I wrote to was Sue Palmer, who wrote the book, Toxic Childhood. She got back in touch and said, yep, I'll do it this afternoon. So I was really staggered, as he said, that, that I got so much contact from people so willing to give up their free time to talk to, talk to me. Um, and it's just grown from there, really. So what, we're you, two and a half years on since it started mm-hmm. uh, in March 2020, and it, it, it's going, going from strength to strength.
0: Yeah, like you said, it's going from strength to strength and uh, like you said, there's, it's what I think for someone that listens to it as a teacher and has set it for my students before for homework is um, most of the students might get the impression initially, particularly when you look at the um, founding fathers of sociology, that it's old, dead men with beards, basically. Yeah. And actually, um, the great thing I think about the podcast is as you say you're speaking to people that are practicing sociology at the moment, doing some research within that. Um, you've obviously spoken to lots of different sociologists that are working. Obviously, Sue Palmer, you've mentioned, um, who was the first person that got in contact with you. Who are your, I know it's probably really hard to narrow down, yeah. um, but who are your top three highlights, if we could just reduce it maybe down to the top three?
1: Top, top three, yeah. Um, I mean, the the first one that was really a big one for me, being a bit of a fanboy, was talking to uh, Professor Les Back. And the reason why that was a big one for me is I I remember reading Les's work myself when I was studying. Um, Les was writing about racism in football, and the England football team, 20, 25 years ago. I'm a huge football fan. Um, And I I just found he was way ahead of his time, what he was writing about. Um, And it's really interesting. He wrote a book about racism in football, as I said, it's got to be 22, 23 years ago, and it's as relevant today as it as it was when he wrote it. Um, it and you know, like I said, he was very much ahead of his time. Um, Les was also talking about um, hybrid identities, how we're going to fuse, we're going to mix, we're going to have more sort of uh, mixed heritage, more mixed race families and couples, and how Britain is going to change. And his predictions were staggeringly accurate. So. Chatting to Les Back was a real honour for me because this one one of those people that you sort of learn about and study about yourself when you're uh, doing your own research and and, and as you mentioned it, it comes to life. It's not just a name in a book. Um, it's it's actually being able to speak to someone and hear their own words. So Les was a was a big one for me. Um, the second one that really comes to mind, uh, which many students will be aware of, is Diane Ray. Uh, Diane Ray wrote the book *Miseducation* and. Probably the most passionate speaker of all the podcasts that I've done. Uh, Diane came from a working class background, quite a deprived background, and she's worked her way up through education and is now a lecturer at Cambridge, which is which is absolutely staggering. And Diane has very strong views, shall we say, <laughs> particularly about um, working class education inequalities, the inequalities of the education system in general. Uh, I think on the podcast, she gives a very passionate rant about private education and why it should be abolished. Um, it's well worth a listen, because as I said, I, I don't think I've spoken to anyone who's quite as, quite as passionate as Diane. Um, lots of students study the education topic, so I would really, really recommend listening to Diane. Um, and then if I'm picking a third one, uh, Professor Dick Hobbs, uh, he is a researcher in crime and dick is someone i could listen to all day the first time i heard dick uh, talk was in a lecture um, and he does lectures no powerpoints no materials at all he just stands leaning against a desk and talks for an hour and you could hear a pin drop everyone just listens for the full hour it's absolutely fantastic he can tell you everything and anything about crime in inner city london about how people sell fake louis vuitton handbags how cocaine is cut with various different objects to be able to sell on the street market. Uh, He's been there and he's done it for about 30 years. He's an absolutely fantastic person to listen to. Um, And for for the crime topic, uh, he's one that uh, I've had a lot of feedback on. A lot of people wrote to me and said they really enjoyed the the episode because he's just one of those people you could listen to all day. So those would be my top three, Les Back, Diane Ray and, and Dick Hobbs.
0: Wow, is all I can say to that. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. amazing to, to have that opportunity. I think, like you said, like the students will read about these people in books, like you just did, um, about Les and you get to see or hear them actually speak about their work, um, not just read it in a book. And I think you said earlier that students, if they wanted to, they could Pick it up on maybe a, a train or bus journey as well as, as form of their, their revision or just making some of their work feel more to life. Um, I've been lucky enough to listen as well to speak to Diane Ray. Um, uh, she, she's very forthcoming and I think she spoke to our students as well. She's very passionate, so definitely would recommend that. Um, and I, I know you've highlighted um, a couple of podcast people that you've spoken to, some of the some lecturers and doctors that you've spoken to, one about education one about crime and obviously they're our sort of core units within sociology are there anyone else that you might signpost either teachers obviously this is aimed for teachers this podcast but our one that we're doing now is there anything that you think oh teachers look tell your students direct them in this way is there anyone else from either the education or the crime unit other than obviously dick Hobbs and diane ray think oh actually that might be worth listening to
1: yeah, I, th- I think for education, the other one to have a good listen to is someone that works with Diane, actually, and that's Nicola Ingram. Um, and again, she talks the, from the working class area. Um, but she also looks at areas to do with gender as well. So she's done a little bit on on the different performance between males and females. And she's also done a little bit on ethnicity as well. So yeah, Dr. Nicola Ingram, well worth a listen. Um, because it's the biggest area of education that we look at inequalities and, and how they intersect with each other as well, actually. Quite often, it's it's not just about class or it's not just about gender, but it's it's those two things together. You know, why do working class boys underperform, uh, for example? So, yeah, Nicola Ingram, really good one to listen to. Uh, for the crime topic, the other one that really springs to mind is uh, Sadir Venkatesh. Uh, a very famous book, Gang Leader for a Day. Um, what's really fascinating about uh, Sadir is... His first piece of research, that book that he wrote, he was really young when he did it and he admits himself he was quite naive. He sort of wandered into a a dodgy area of Chicago and just started talking to a a group of people. He actually got held hostage for the first day um, because they thought he was a a Mexican drug dealer. Um, But it's it's, it's very forthcoming. It's very honest. He admits that his methods and his questioning style wasn't very good to start with. Um, And it's, it's really kind of, a fantastic story. Um, I'm sure a lot of students are probably aware of Vengitesh, but, you know, he's written several books since he did that first one. But to truly understand about crime and why many people get into crime, he's a fantastic one to listen to. And actually, you end up kind of empathising with why a lot of people do get into crime. If you think about this scenario, this situation, it's, it's absolute desperation. And we can be quite critical of why people... Commit crimes, but actually, you can you can end up being quite empathetic and understanding where they're coming from. So, uh, yeah, those those are two two more I go for. Um, Nicola Ingram for education and uh, Sudhir Venkatesh for the crime topic.
0: Thank you. And obviously, you mentioned there with Venkatesh, you can actually use him probably for methods as well. I mean, sometimes for some teachers, we find it quite dry to teach methods, um, but actually listen to live working sociologists and sort of highlighting, like you said, if, the naivety sometimes of the questions they asked, were they appropriate, maybe that could be used as well, not just for their actual research that they found. Now thinking of going back, back to the podcast, John, how might teachers use them within their classroom, how could we as, as subject teachers, whether it's a GCSE level or A level, how can we actually utilise your podcast?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a few different ways that, that students listen to it. I mean, the first thing is just introduce the students to it anyway, and they can listen to it in their own time. It's it's almost like a homework, an extra piece of work that they do out, outside of the classroom. I mean, many of my students uh, listen to it. I get them to subscribe on the first day in September. You know, I put a little link in, the, in their packs for them. Um, and many of them just listen to it on their own accord. And I think that the benefit of that is they're hearing the, the language, they're hearing the terminology. Uh, so even if they do nothing else but listen to it, I think that's that's a good starting point. Um, in terms of inside the classroom, uh, my particular college that I teach at at the moment, we do flipped learning. So we often give students resources to, to listen to and prepare to, and then we discuss in the classroom. So it might be that we get, get students to listen to um, an extract from a podcast, a little bit from a podcast, and then we get them to fill in a worksheet when they come into their Come into the classroom i know that some teachers do just that as well they make their own worksheets based on what what the the podcast is saying Uh, so they prepare the the worksheet to start with and they get students to listen to it and then fill fill in the blanks as it were when they go Uh, some of the podcasts are quite long so i wouldn't expect a teacher to sit there and listen to the full 30 45 minutes or whatever it might be within the lesson but sometimes just cropping the bit that you actually need is really ideal and as you just mentioned, I think one, one of the areas that a lot of teachers are using it for is to do with methods and methodology. I normally ask nearly every researcher, how did you conduct it? Did you do qualitative, quantitative research? Was it interviews, observations, whatever it might be? Uh, and so, like I said, in nearly every episode, you'll get a little, little section where, where the uh, sociologist talks about the methodology that you use. So even if, if teachers just want to use that bit, I think that would buy it. Uh, that would be ideal. But as I said, I I really think actually not necessarily having to use it in the classroom, but just getting students to listen to it on a weekly basis. It it will improve their terminology, improve their language, their understanding. And as you mentioned right at the start, just for students to realise that these are real life people that are carrying out research. It's not just the name of a dead bloke in a book. You know, these are people that are going out there and they're living proper Ethnographic research on a on a daily basis, so um, yeah, it brings sociology to life, as it were.
0: Yes, like you said, bringing sociology to life, listening to it every day, Um, and as you said, mentioning it, like doing it as part maybe flip learning or just you know listening on a weekly basis. Mm. Um, In regards to sort of the podcast, I know that you do um, student takeovers. Um, How what does that? I mean, I I personally listen to it. I sort of understand how it's used, but I actually personally haven't used it as yet. So my things to do list with the other many things to do lists like rejig my skin work for September. Um, how, as a teacher, could I could I do that? Tell me a bit more about the, the student takeovers.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that really interests me, actually, because on the podcast, I get the statistics. So it shows me which episodes have downloaded uh, you know, more or less than others. And I always thought that, you know, the, the interviews with the likes of Diane Ray and Venkatesh would download very well, which they have. But surprisingly, student podcast download as well, if, if sometimes not even better. So there is obviously a market for, for students to be interested to listen to, to students' voices. So the way in which it works is um, I have a little bit of a break. The students put together a podcast themselves and they send an MP3 file to me and I, I put it out for them. And it's really an opportunity for students to talk about anything that they want to, Um, whether they've done a piece of research, whether they've done a project, they're passionate about a particular issue that's going on in the world today. Um, And I think sometimes that students learn more from other students more than they do as us as a teacher, because often it's put into language that they understand. It's not too high level. And they're often talking about issues that are particularly um, central to what's going on in their lives at the moment um so i would i would say to you kate if you've if you've got students that are passionate they they've got something to say um record it send it to me and i'll put, i'll put it out for them um i don't know if you're any sort of any project work or anything like that i've i've even had some students record a debate you know when we've done a debate or a discussion in class um and we're going to put that out as well but i i really really do strongly believe this is the direction that the podcast should go in that it's not just me talking to one other person. I've, I'd really like it to be a vehicle for other people to have a voice, um, for for students to put forward their ideas. Teachers, if they if they've got something to say, something they're passionate about, just send me something. Send me an MP3 file. I'll put it out for you.
0: That's really <laughs> exciting, doesn't it? Because I think, like you said, that students will listen to obviously, the likes of English, but actually speaking to other students or listening to other students will resonate with them more because of the fact that someone they yeah. that sort of level of language they understand is and also i think it's in, it sort of sets an expectation that hang on me students can do this sort of thing maybe i can for the students that may be less confident or don't think that's part of their remit i think like you just said earlier as well from a methods point of view if the students if we decide to teach we've got time in our curriculum to do some sort of live research action research within our school that's something perfect that you can maybe like record and then obviously send off to you so I will ask you in a minute of how we can do that because obviously it's not just students from your school. You're saying it can be any teachers across the UK sending this this to you, basically. Not <laughs> you turn up in November or October and you've got like thousands of <laughs> your podcasts. Like, ah, what am I going to do with all these podcasts? Um, but yeah, actually engaging students on that level is amazing. Um, definitely, and that's our that's our job, isn't it? As teachers, um, is to carry on. Sort of keeping sociology alive and, and, and getting that embedded within them um in regards to this year what's coming up we've got lots of exciting people's what, what are your plans what are we as teachers going to look out for matt
1: yeah i do, I do like i said but my, my biggest thing is i want to kind of hand it over to other people a little bit a little bit more i think we're up to almost 200 episodes now so a lot of the people that i really wow, want to speak to I, I, i've kind of spoken to and it's, it's getting a little bit more difficult to get hold of uh, doctors professors lecturers and so on to come and speak to me so those those will still be coming out they might not be as frequent as they once were um, i'm also going back around and speaking to some of the people that i've spoke to before um because they've got new work new studies coming out and um, i'm actually going to speak to les back again um, he's done some research on the racism that followed uh england missing the penalties at euro Euros last year, actually. So I'm really interested in listening to that, and I've kept in touch with a lot of those those big names. So yeah, they'll be they'll be coming back round again. But other than that, yes, I'd really like uh, people to send me their work. As I said, I've got quite a lot from my college, and there's a couple of other colleges that have been really good at sending me work. But um, as we will have seen in the press this week, I think sociology is now the fifth most popular A level. So there's a huge number of students out there doing. Uh, a level as well as GCSE and degree and so on as well so uh, yeah I'd I'd really like it if people could just send me their stuff and I will crop it I'll edit it put it all together send it out I had some students this year that um, recorded an essay so we gave them a title and they spoke through it and recorded it and other students listened to it over and over uh, so it's almost like a form of rote learning actually but it was amazing how the students found that really really useful to listen to someone else speak through how to do an essay to listen to the words they memorized it um and i don't know about you kate but i, I was really delighted with the results that we got at my, my college this yeah. year and i think a lot of it in part was to using this technology uh, to listening to other voices to listening to different sociologists to use the rote learning speak through an essay whatever it might be but um it, it seems to be it seems to be working. it seems to be working. so yes, thats is, that is my big call to arms. please send me anything and oh. um, well, the, the other oh. thing is uh, you know from a, from a personal point of view in three months' time I'm about to become a dad for the first time so I think I'm gonna have slightly oh, congratulations. I'm gonna have <laughs> thank you thank you. I'm gonna have less oh. time myself. So you know the, the, the more that people can send me the work that I'll put it out for them yeah.
0: Some managing expectations there. Although you could you probably, you know, uh, as a parent myself, three o'clock in the morning is a, a sort of a prime time to be doing these random activities. I found myself doing a food shop at like three o'clock in the morning, so you might be editing <laughs> podcasts at three o'clock in the morning um as well. But oh congratulations, exciting news. Brilliant. Thank, Thank you for very sharing much. that. Thank you. Um so going back to sort of the the student takeover and them sending these pieces to you. Um, obviously, I was just thinking as well. Spoken word might be a, a good idea. Now that students, mm. so a lot of students do have spoken word, so that's another. Uh, thinking of someone off the top of my head that I wished I I sent that in. Now, um, would it be okay from GCSE all the way through to A level, or you may you saying oh, mainly A level students, or is there a particular cohort of students you want to hear from? No.
1: Uh, at any level really if, if i look at the demographic it does seem to be a level seems to be uh, the most listened to group um but and first year of degree as well but at any level actually um i mean one idea that i did have is if, if you've had a student that's written quote unquote a perfect essay you know a full mark essay get them to record speaking through it you know what the title is from the introduction all the way to the conclusion, just reading through it. I know that sounds really obvious, but actually you'll know one of the most common questions we get from students is how can I improve this? How can I get it better? Even A grade students saying, how can I get it to an A star? I even have students that have lost three marks on an essay. What can I do to improve it? Now, if we have students reading through a a full graded, full mark answer, I think that's a fantastic resource for other students to listen to. So um, any, any teachers listening, if you've got anything like that, please do send it to me, that would be ideal.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think Orocy is one of those things that, you know, with the same forms of technology, and I know it's, you know, we've got social media, etc., and we're using our thumbs more than we've ever used our thumbs before. Um, The future will be all I have these hands with really large thumbs. But, um, you know, Orocy is one of those sort of skills that we need to develop with our students. And actually, like you said, hearing it through, you're like, well, actually, that doesn't really make sense. Maybe I should clarify that point, or you find yourself repeating again and again. The most awkward thing, and I think your your share this, is actually having to listen to your voice over again once you recorded it. So actually you'll be like, oh, that doesn't sound so clear, or I say that a lot um, as well. So that's amazing. So the most important question at the end of this, really, is how do we find you? How do we email you um, for those people that might not know?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the podcast itself is on all the major platforms. Um, so I know there's probably a lot of Apple users out there. So it's on Apple podcasts. It's also on Spotify. It's on Google podcasts. It's on um, a system called Spreaker. But actually, if you just type into Google, the sociology show podcast, you'll find it on one of those different platforms. If you're listening to it on your phone, if you've got an Apple phone, then just find it on Apple podcasts and click on subscribe. You might have Spotify at home, but all the usual places for podcasts, you can find it. Um, My aim is, depending on time, I'd like to put some of the the bigger episodes up onto YouTube, Uh, just because going back to what I said right at the start, I know that a lot of uh, younger people do listen, uh, do watch YouTube, but they don't necessarily listen to podcasts. So if they're on there, um, I think that that will be another way to be able to get get hold of the episodes. Um, in terms of if you want to send me any work, then you can send it to the sociology show podcast at gmail.com. I think I've got that right. Yes, that's right. Uh, the sociology show podcast at gmail.com. Um, and just in the line, just put what the what the topic is and what level in particular. So if you're sending me something to do with a, an essay or something you've done in class, just let me know if it's GCSE, A-level degree, whatever different standard it is. And I'll do my best to get it out for you. As well as being a new father. Yeah, exactly. I I think you're right. I am going to be sat here at 2am, aren't I? Trying um, trying to edit (laughs) podcasts. Yeah,
0: living the dream, living the dream. Um, yeah. I know personally, I'm looking forward to listening to your future podcast. I know for me, a, a favourite was uh, Louise Archer. I'm uh, definitely a fan oh, yeah. of, of Louise Archer, so her work. Um, so that was one I'm looking forward to hearing some more. Um, in addition to that, I'm definitely, definitely like definitely on things to do list as well as, as I said, editing my scheme of work for next year is getting some students to send you all, a few students send some work across to you for sure and i know other teachers will be thinking the same so thank you very much for telling us a little bit about the sociology show thank you for your time thank you for sharing your enthusiasm for all things sociology and showing us that you know sociologists so aren't all old men with beards the who are dead, exactly
1: basically <laughs>
0: um <laughs> and good luck and enjoy fatherhood here we come thank you, Maybe thank you podcast very podcast on that
1: <laughs> I, I will do actually yeah i will do because uh, one of the things um is I'm, I'm becoming a father for the first time at 45 which is quite quite late um i'd really don't like to do a it. podcast don't look it uh, that, that's that's because i live by the seafront you see that that's because i'm not a father already i'm sure i'll age a lot over the next couple of years <laughs> but <laughs>
0: yeah
1: i'd really like to do a podcast about about fatherhood actually um and particularly mm. about fatherhood at a later age as well. So. If there's anyone listening that's in a similar position that would be a good one to go to. And if I could just give one more request, sorry I'm going to do a little bit of plugging here, but uh, uh, for those students that do subscribe to the podcast, if you could just uh, either write a review, a nice, nice review, or particularly rate it if you give it a five out of five star rating it just helps push it up the uh, podcast charts a little bit and it also means when people search for it in google it's a little bit easier to find so um, yeah that's my little bit of plugging my request if you can give it a, re- a review in a five star that would be fantastic
0: we're all for, was it, sharing is caring, as my children say, so we're all up there. Uh, thank you ever so much for that, and I look forward to hearing about your fatherhood podcast as well. I look forward to listening to more podcasts with students and with other sociologists, but for now, thank you ever so much, Matt, for your time. I really, really appreciate appreciate you all so busy, probably preparing for the new arrival, we're making the last of the few weeks of the holidays as well, so... Thank you so much. You take care and lovely
1: speaking you. to you. You too. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Bye now. Bye. The sociology staff room is brought to you by Tutor2U Sociology. Find us at tutor 2 forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutor2c or Instagram at tutor2 sock. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.